and welcome to the Healthy Aging Podcast, the podcast where we discuss practical tools to enhance your quality of life. Here's your host, Dr. Des. Hi, and welcome to the Healthy Aging Podcast. Uh, this is Dr. Des, and today we have a very special guest, Nathan Cockrell, who's the Managing Director of Lenley's Retirement Village Living. Welcome to the podcast, Nathan. Thank you, Dr. Des. Um, it's great to have you here today. And I think before we get into a little bit about some of the questions about retirement village living, I'd love to know a little bit more about sort of what got you into the retirement village living space. Sure. Look, I've been passionate around retirement living now for a number of years. In fact, I've been in the sector um, for eight years. And it's really for me, it's around as people age uh, living in their homes, you know, what alternatives do they have to make sure they've got the social connectivity uh, that they have. I look at myself as not selling property, I'm selling a lifestyle uh, to people over the age of 55 and I'm passionate around providing that lifestyle and getting out and meeting and sitting down with residents to see health change their lives uh, later in life. Yeah, I, I think you make a really good point there that, you know, we're an older population, we're living for longer. We know from all the studies in terms of healthy ageing and functional and physical independence that the more we can stay at home and be socially connected, the better we do in terms of the long run. I mean, I think one of the questions I commonly get asked from um, patients I see in the clinic is that a lot of them confuse retirement village living and aged care facilities as meaning the same things, but they're distinctly different. Do you mind just talking us through that? Sure. And I think this is a sector uh, challenge as well across the board. Um, retirement living is really it's low maintenance living for over 55 to live independently. And I stress the word independently. You know, people come into retirement living and, and they're there owning their villa, they're sitting at home, looking after themselves in a, in a, in a socially active environment, um, you know, with a safety and security around what they've got as part of the village. And, and they're with their peers uh, across the board. A retirement village usually has anywhere from 100 to 200 villas, which means there's around about 250 or so people of similar age with similar uh, likes living independently within that village. Aged care, um, on the other hand, is where someone needs for some form of assisted living. And so therefore they can't live independently uh, anymore and they're into a, a, an aged care facility where they have some form of nurse uh, facilities providing them on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, I think, I mean, just to reiterate the point that you said is that, you know, for our listeners that retirement village living and nursing homes are, are vastly different. That to me, retirement villages are really just people living in independent housing units that may or may not need additional support, but are really there for the social connectivity and the, and the physical activity. Whereas a nursing home is really someone that needs 24-7 support. There you go. Um, I mean, I think people now, particularly children's of elderly parents, are starting to think a little bit more about future planning and the concepts of future planning. And, and people commonly want to know when do you make a transition from living at home to maybe going into a retirement village? And this is, I'd say this is the biggest challenge we have because we offer over 55 living at the end of the day. And a lot of our, a lot of our residents coming in are coming in based on an event that happens in their life. So whether it's they've fallen over and hurt themselves, can no longer keep the, their property maintained or a loved one's passed away and they want that social connectivity, or they've retired and after a couple of years of retirement, they no longer have that connectivity or social connection with their work colleagues who have moved on or their neighbours who may have moved out. And so therefore they become socially isolated and they think about retirement living. 
ultimately I'd like people to start thinking about retirement living as part of their normal estate planning when they, when they do it as part of, you know, looking at when they look at the retire, a lot of people do financial planning, you know, assess what they can, how they can survive post retirement financially, but don't think about their life and their lifestyle post uh, retirement. And so I'd like people to start thinking about that as part of that concept of when they do that estate planning or the um, financial planning for retirement, thinking about where they want to live, how they want to live, who they want to be connected with and thinking about their surrounding areas and make that decision early on in retirement. Because I keep getting a lot of people who've gone into retirement living keep saying to me, I wish I made the decision a lot earlier. This mm. is great in here. I'm more active yeah. than I was prior to coming in here. I've got a, a group of friends yeah. that I'm doing activities all the time. You know, I missed out for 10 years because I sat at home and I tried to live the life I had when I was working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really like what you just said then about the need for future planning. I think we don't do it enough and we don't educate people enough about it. And I think what I commonly see, unfortunately, with a lot of patients I see is that, you know, they have this home, it's two story, it's got 16 steps, it's on an incline. All the children were raised there. The children are now left. They're now at home by themselves, but they don't want to move because it's the family home and they want to pass it on to their children. So they, they try and stay there for as long as they can. But then something drastic happens and they have a fall and they break their hip. Unfortunately, they bypass this retirement village living phase where they can remain socially connected, improve their mental health, improve their physical activity, improve, you know, a whole heap of range of services. And instead, they end up needing to go straight to a nursing home. I think retirement village living to me is, is a good bridge between those two areas to allow people to remain functionally and cognitively independent, which is ultimately you know, what we're all about. Um, I mean, so so why, you know, if I'm someone at home who's living in my two-story house with 16 steps and my children have, were raised in here, I mean, why should I move into retirement living community as opposed to staying at home? Uh, I think the first thing is, is that the product that's built in retirement living is age-friendly. So you talk about the 16 steps, there's no steps or probably no steps in a retirement village. Um, there's wider corridors. So when you age and you need some assistance, there, there's corridors to be able to walk with bigger bathrooms and the like than most um, standard dwellings at the end of the day. It's also a safe and secure place. You know your neighbours. You know that you're not going to transient people coming in, uh, Airbnbs next to you or whether you're in an apartment block, you'll know all your neighbours at the end of the day. So they all look out for each other as part of a, a community here uh, in retirement living. As well, you've got a, a community centre that provides you everything you need to enjoy your life. So whether it's going to a wellness centre to, to do uh, a little gym work or Pilates or, or a swimming pool, that's all provided at most retirement villages, as well as things like bowling greens, where, where people can get out there and do some exercise, as well as a, a vast community centre where, where a lot of social activities happen in that community centre, you know, whether it's happy hours or or, or dinners or dinner dances and, and the like. And it gives the people the ability to connect and, and join in with as many activities as they want or as little as they want at the end of the day. And for children like myself, because my parents actually live in a retirement village, I'm not concerned that mum and dad are home and I've got to worry about them and there's no one checking up on them. I know that their neighbours are there checking up on them. I know there's a village manager. If I need to make a call, the village manager will just check up on them. You know, their social their social life now is more active than it was pre them yeah. going into a retirement village and even when they were working as well. They've got something on every day with a different group and they've chosen to do that yeah. and they can choose not to do certain things as well. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, the social engagement is such a huge, huge point, and it's it's quite funny. I, I saw a lady um, just a couple of weeks ago in the retirement village living who said to me that she was never the cool kid at school, but she's the cool kid in the retirement village community, um, and she absolutely loves it. And I think particularly with COVID, we've really learned about the importance of social engagement and community. And certainly from my experience, people that are at home independently who are isolated during that period have then come out, unfortunately, with worsening memory problems and frequent falls and being functionally dependent, whereas ones that are in a community setting like Retirement Village seem to have done much, much better because there hasn't been that disruption or disconnection from social engagement. Yeah, and I think within a, a retirement community, which sometimes can be referred to as a gated community, in the day, it is a secure um, area for, for people. During COVID, a lot of people did walks around the village and were chatting to their mm. neighbours, and so they were still connected. Yes. You know, I speak to a lot of people out in the community and they say, I don't know my neighbours and I'm not. I'm afraid to walk the streets during the day because I don't know who, you know, who my yeah. neighbours and what's going on. We're in a community like a retirement community. They can walk the streets and feel confident that they yeah. know everyone. They're safe when they walk around there. There's a village manager there that they can talk to uh, and pick up the phone and chat to and, and go up and see if they want something yeah. done. And then the, they can still do the things that they love. Like there, there's maintenance and gardeners there to maintain the, 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 the facilities. But people who enjoy gardening get out and, and do gardening, have a gardening club and there's certain areas where they where they look after as well. So you're not, you go in there to get the, the you go in there to in, to have a uh, less of a requirement to do things, but there's yeah. opportunities to get involved with certain things that you still love. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as you said, safety is such a big part of people's concerns as they get older. And, and if you're living in a suburb or community, or sorry, a suburb, that suburb, you know, in your two-storey house over the course of 30 years is going to change in terms of the demographics and the environment. And so that creates, I've seen a lot of anxiety and stress for people. And so I think the connection of my next door neighbour is someone who's had a couple of falls or who has diabetes or is in, needs these medications or has some issues with their memory, that being able to relate to someone and know that you're not alone with what you're dealing with, I think is just invaluable in terms of our own mental health and ultimately our, our own well-being. Um, Nathan, you talked a little bit about it, but if you don't mind just, you know, maybe listing off a few more things about what sort of services and facilities are commonly provided at retirement villages. Yeah, look, I think the first facility is the community centre that has in most retirement villages where that's where the village manager and the sales manager are and the village manager there is to maintain the facility and maintain the connection with residents and the like and help facilitate some of the activities that go on within the village, as I said before, whether it's a, a dinner dance or, or uh, you know, Pilates that go on. The village manager will help coordinate those sort of things. Usually there's a, a pool. Um, for people to use that for whether it's um, water aerobics and the like. Um, there may be a gym. There's also a, a lawn bowls uh, in, in most retirement villages because, you know, people love to get out there and, and roll a ball down the, down the green. Just a quick shout out, Arnie Lee, who was on our very first podcast, is an absolute, she's my Arnie, mm. she's an absolute lawn bowls person and, and I know that that will be music to where he is. And you'll find it does get quite competitive. We have inter, <laughs> we have inter village bowls tournaments ah, as great. well, so they they do connect with other villages to have the bowls tournaments as well. Uh, and there's indoor carpet bowls that they have. And as I said, there's usually a most villages will have a bar, a residents run uh, bar at the end of the day, which they have happy hours where you know usually on a Friday night they all five o'clock they all get together to talk about what's going on and and have a drink uh, with fellow friend with friends across the village at the end of the day. 
Um, there's also, as I said, there, there's maintenance and gardeners uh, in, in villages that look after the facilities at the end of the day. So it takes that pressure off people to worry about. They've got to maintain their garden like they do in their home or mm, something's yeah. happened around their house that they need fixing. Uh, they can quickly call up the village manager and, and, the, and the maintenance gentleman can come down and fix that, that concern for them. So that, that, that pressure is taken off yeah. uh, our residents. And then if you go to some of the more premium uh, upper, end, uh, upper end villages, you've got you know, 24-hour concierge services there. So it's like a hotel where residents can call up and the concierge can do whatever uh, requirements they want, whether it's you know ordering them a meal, getting them a paper, a car, or, or, or booking them tickets to the local theatre as well. So, you know, depending on the village you go to, it will have different services at the end of the day. Look, uh, I have to say, Nathan, that I am a little bit envious that I'm not 55 years old at the moment because, uh, you know, it definitely sounds like a, a good living. I think the thing I'd just to touch on that you just said, Ben, is about like... Um, the ability to have people to help around at your home. I mean, remarkably, one of the most common reasons that people get admitted to hospital that I have to look after is, you know, um, granddad's decided to go up a stepladder that's 10 steps to fix a drain pipe and then he's fallen down and, and hit his ribs and now he's got three broken ribs. So I think that safety net of having people there to do those things and not have to rely or get someone in externally, I think is is really, really important. Um I mean, from my experience, retirement village living has really changed, I think, from what it was traditionally, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And I think that, you know, that just goes in um, hand in hand with what we're seeing in terms of the community, that people are being much more proactive about their own health. They want to know about what they can do to stay independent. Um, the community is getting older as a group. Sort of where do you see retirement village living at the moment and where do you see it going in the future? Um, look... Retirement living has changed somewhat over the years, particularly around the product. And I think the product now is, is more uh, age friendly in relation to what we're designing and very sustainable uh, at the end of the day. I think, you know, the age old adage, retirement living provides that community and that social connectivity we just spoke about. That's not going to change uh, as we go, as we are today and it's got in the future. We're still going to provide the, the necessary facilities for people to connect and do the things they love, you know, whether it's, you know, joining an art craft, um, an art craft group, a ukulele group or a band or, or, the, or all those all those things that happen in a village traditionally will continue to happen in the villages as we move forward because there's people who have got common interests that just bound together in a, in a village that connect and, and do that. I think what you will see is, is that retirement villages become more in a metro. Um, in the past, retirement villages have been on the outer, outer suburbs of, yeah. of the major metro locations or in regional locations where you've got broad acreage uh, and you've got you know 150, as I said, 200 villas at the end of the day. Mm. We're finding it's now more inner city type living that people want, particularly the people now turning 55. Yeah. They're used to living in a city. They've got all their family and friends close to the city. They've got what they do on a daily basis, whether it's going to the theatre or, or the football or the like. So we're finding we're building more apartment style products in a city yeah. to meet that requirement of those residents at the end of the day. And the beauty about that as well is residents who, who've lived in an apartment want to retire in an apartment, but also love the fact is, is that again, they know their neighbours and they won't yeah. be worried about Airbnbs and the like, because they all know that what the, who's going to be their neighbour, you know, all the time. Yeah. I, I think, as you said, you know, people don't want to, perhaps sometimes change their environment or their lifestyle. So as you said, if, if someone's been living in the city all their life, 
they don't want to have to move up to the coast to then access a retirement village living. They want to stay in a familiar environment and engage in those services. Um, I mean, you know, there's lots of exciting stuff that's been done within retirement village living. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think is really beneficial from retirement village is the support that you get, not only about the socialising, the physical activity, but also about some of the challenges that we face as we get older in terms of frailty and, and having someone to help navigate some community services and support. Can you talk to us a little bit about sort of, you know, in your experience, what Lendlease is doing to help with that? Yeah, so so we're, we're, we've launched a, a wellness wellness program we're piloting at this point in time because we want our residents to live healthier and longer in our villages. And so, you know, that pilot is looking at what are the services that residents require or desire to make them live healthier and well. And that's sometimes be as simple as coordinating a walking group to get residents out and doing, you know, a, a daily walk at the end of the day to um, getting someone like yourself in to talk about, you know, their, their health and well-being at the end of the day, as well as creating programs to make sure they're connected on a regular basis and thinking about their health. Because I also find a number of our residents have a, you know, particularly the single males in a village, and we do get a lot of single males. Yeah. They'll they'll have a they'll go out for lunch, um, and and when they come back, they'll they they'll be tired in the afternoon, and so therefore for dinner they'll just cook themselves a piece of toast and have a cup yeah. of coffee. And that's not the most healthiest, healthy way to live. And so we're thinking about ways how we can help them around nutrition as well yeah. to make yeah. it easier for them to get a healthy meal at the end of the day than simply having that toast that they've, they've got as well. So we're piling all of these type of, of things, to, but we need to make sure it resonates with the residents yeah. at the end of the day. You know, making sure there's Pilates classes who comes, but make sure they're age appropriate Pilates yeah. classes. Because what we've found in the yeah. past is, is that, you know, some of the village managers, no fault of their own, have gone to the local gym and said, can you get a gym instructor down here yeah. to run a, a slight class for us for our residents? And they will tamper down the class activities, but sometimes it's a little bit too too yeah. exhausting for residents. So we're making sure we get age-appropriate um, physios or, or, or gym sessions in to support the residents as well. Yeah. The other interesting aspect we're doing is we've got a collaboration with the University of Wollongong at this point in time. We're going to build a retirement villages on the campus at the University of Wollongong there. And the collaboration agreement is learnings from both mm. students to learn from you know, our residents, because yeah. residents have got a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of history that students can learn from. And also our residents learning from the students and having age appropriate classes at the universities for our residents to yeah. continue their learning as well. And so that's in the very early stages of, of that collaboration with the university. We're hoping to start construction in a couple of, you know, maybe in about 12 months time, but that's, that's a new concept that we're looking at from a retirement living perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, those two things you touch on are super innovative, exciting areas. Cause I think, the thing that people don't realise, and it's, and it's the hardest thing, is that what you were doing for 50 years of your life is not something that you can potentially sustain for the next however many years of your life. So, you know, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you, you might be able to get away with a sedentary lifestyle, not eating particularly healthy, not exercising a lot. But if you want to stay active and independent as you get older, you actually can't continue those things. But actually knowing the resources of how to access that at an age appropriate level, I think is really, really vital. And I love the fact that you were talking about uh, with Wollongong University, because I think that model has been shown, you know, across the world in various places that these supported communities where, you know, you can get allied health in and students, I think it just helps in terms of 
resources and planning and, and sort of understanding the needs of people as we get older. Um, Nathan, we, I mean, that's been incredibly insightful. I think um, we always do a listener question at the end and, and we have a question from Natalie. Now, Natalie uh, is 61 years old. Natalie lives up um, at uh, near Brisbane and she sent it through a question and she's interested in retirement village living but doesn't really know the steps of what she needs to do in terms of exploring this. Would you be able to talk sure. us through that? So, so look, I will say is, is that most residents come from within a 10K radius of where they live. So for Natalie, it's, it's a retirement village within the radius of 10Ks because she knows the local community. Mm. She knows where her, she's got her doctor she's gone to all, all, all of her life and she's got the, the pharmacist there. She goes to the butcher and the like. So I'd suggest the first is is, is to either you can look on the internet or, 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 or see where retirement villages are in, in the facility. And it's as easy as popping in and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee with the village manager and the sales manager who are there in the village. They're more than welcoming to have have um, a protective res a perspective residence coming in and having a and sit down in a chat um, to to understand what the village offers uh, to get a feel of the village and I encourage residents to not just go to one but go to a couple yeah. of villages because it's 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 important to ensure that in the one you like the the look and the feel of the village the products right for you but also spending time with some of the residents there to make sure that you you connect with the residents yeah. and the things that they're doing you know really resonate with you so don't just go to one go to multiple villages get a feel for which one best suits you and then make the decision from that but the first step is just come in and have a cup of tea or a coffee with the village manager and the, and the sales manager there yeah I, th I think most people seem to think it's a it's an all or nothing concept that they have to go to this retirement village or they have to do this because that's the only option i think exactly as you said you know you need to make sure that every community is a little bit different so you just need to find the right community for you and certainly, you know, I find that most retirement villages are very receptive, as you said, to just coming down and having a chat and a general conversation. Yeah, and we find, um, we find a lot of our residents or prospective residents are referred, are referred from existing residents mm. at the end of the day. So they've come in and spent some time with their friends at the community centre at a function. You know, they've seen, they've had plenty of time to experience the village and, and they like the lifestyle and so they decide to purchase in the village. And so anyone who may not have friends in the village, I, I'd encourage you to do the same concept, is yeah. come down and experience it because yeah. you've got to experience that the, the life of village to make sure it sits with what you're after. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, um, Nathan, that's been absolutely fantastic. I think um, just before we finish up, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about different sort of concepts of retirement village living. I mean, if there's, if there's one thing you want someone to take away from this podcast today, you know, what is it, do you think? Um, look, for me, it's, start thinking about um, moving into a retirement village as part of your overall retirement planning process. You sit down with your financial planner working out what you want, how you can live financially. Think about where you want to live and, and think about, to your point, you know, the house that you're in, I get you might, people have been in the house for 40 years. It, it gets hard to maintain. Your children have moved out. Start thinking about that. So you're making that decision now. You don't have to make the decision to move into a retirement village. Now you made the decision that in five years time, you'd like to move in. So you've yeah. got some time to, 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 um, assess the situation and understand that without having an event that happens which yeah. forces you to move in quite quickly and that's where residents have challenges moving into retirement villages because an event's happened and they've all of a sudden have to have that mindset that i need that i need to move into a more safe secure environment yeah. uh, where if they've been thinking about it and planning for it for a period of time 
that it's not as a bigger step at the end of the day. So I just encourage people to think a forward plan. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. And, and, and we say this all the time on the Healthy Aging podcast that, you know, if, if there's something that people can take away, it's to be proactive rather than reactive, okay? Because when it's reactive, you're trying to address a problem that has already occurred. Future planning and putting stuff in place is by far, far the best. Nathan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hopefully you've had an awesome time and, and uh, enjoyed it. Um, I know that I've certainly learned a lot. Um, what we might do is, uh, you know, we might put some information up about Retirement Village Living uh, on our website. Um, so if our listeners could go to uh, www.healthyagingpodcast.com and there'll be some information up there um, that we'll get from Nathan. Um, but as my Arnie Lee always says, you can't help getting older, but you don't have to get old. This podcast is proudly supported by Geriatric Care Australia. The content on this podcast should not be taken as medical advice and should not replace the care provided by your physician. The podcast is for informational purposes only. Due to each individual's unique circumstances, please consult your health professional for any medical advice or treatment.